And um, I want to ask you a question. And it fits for what just happened. What are you applying to your problem? What are you applying to your problem? Come on. It's important to know what are you applying to it, right? Yeah. What are you applying to your fear? You know? Are you trusting in the Lord? Are you allowing distractions to get into the, in, in your way? The answer always comes back to Jesus and His Word. Just like this thing with closing down the schools. No, go back to Grandma. Just like them closing down the schools. This too shall pass. Come on. We just got to treat it like it's a snow day. A snowstorm that lasts maybe a couple of weeks. UND and uh, um, University of um, North Dakota State, um, where Danny goes to school, the science school, they are all going to online learning. Um, Moorhead State, online learning. Um, what is, what's the other school up there? Oh yeah, um, Concordia, going to online learning. You know, th think about the kids who can't play hockey this weekend for the tournament and basketball. I mean, they worked hard all season long and then all of a sudden, boom. Uh, uh, think about all those kids that are threatened with losing millions of dollars that aren't playing this week in the big March Madness. Some of those kids, that's their final, um, you know, we go on job interviews, that's their job interview. There'll be, there'll be teams watching their tape. And some of those kids are going to lose out on millions of dollars because they weren't the championship team. But that's going to be okay. They'll go play well in the NBA, and within a couple of years, they'll be making the big bucks. <laughs> you know. And uh, we got to trust in the Lord. What are we trusting in? What are we, what's causing us to fear? What is causing us to worry and fret? What, what is causing those things? Perfect love casts out all fear, the Bible says. Well, I think our answer comes from 2 Kings. One of our answers comes from 2 Kings 11, 11 through 22. Let's start in verse 11. Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, this is Elijah and Elisha, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elisha went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Well, that, that must have been something to see, don't you think? And Elisha saw it, and he was told, if you see me go, you're going to get a double portion of my blessing, of my anointing. And Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father! The chariot of Israel and his horsemen. So he saw him no more. 
And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in, into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elisha that had fallen up from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Oh, let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you just calm spirits right now. And I thank you, Lord, again, I'm going to, that you will help parents have wisdom to know um, where their kids are going to go. Lord, I know the reason why they're closing the schools is so they can re-clean them and disinfect them. But Lord, it's not the kids who are being affected, it's the people over 50, so they're protecting the janitors and teachers and all those support staff and the cooks and the servers, all those people who work in the schools to take care of the kids. And Lord, we just thank you that you give the mom and dads wisdom of what they're going to do. We thank you, Lord, that um, for the spending bill that just passed um, in the House, it's over in the, uh, the Senate, Lord, that we'll pay for paid leave for people who have to take time off to take care of family members, which means time off taking care of their kids and they won't lose their jobs. We thank you for this. We thank you, Lord, that that money also covers if you get sick, that it pays you while you're sick, and so the employer is not going to want to fire you and replace you. We just thank you, Lord, for common sense measures. We thank you, Lord, that you're in charge. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that we can apply you to our lives, Lord Jesus, and your word and see you move in us. Lord, touch us, I pray. Remove any fears. Remove any doubts. Remove any anxiety. Calm spirits, Lord. Let people know that, Jesus, you have not abdicated. You're still on the throne. You're still in charge. And your Father still has his hand on our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit who comes as our comforter comfort hearts I pray in Jesus precious name amen and amen to move us along here with this story brother Swaggart writes Elisha was coming back from the translation of Elisha he was a high watermark as should be obvious in this man's life and ministry he had studied under the greatest prophet in the world and maybe of all time, other than John the Baptist, he would have what he had sought, which was a double portion of the spirit of Elisha. Elijah. Anyway, anyway, when Elisha came straight from seeing Elisha, Elisha and Elijah, um, seeing Elijah being taken up in the chariot of fire to heaven, he approaches the Jordan River and asks, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And right before his eyes, the waters opened before him. Oh, glory to God. Now, this hasn't happened that often. It happened with Moses. It happened with Joshua. You know, Moses at the Red Sea. 
He goes, raises up his staff. God orders him to speak to the water. The waters part. They cross over on dry land. All of a sudden, it's time for Israel to take the land. Joshua comes. He tells the priest, walk into the water as you're carrying the ark. As soon as their feet hit the water, the waters parted. And it, and, and, and it was springtime, so the waters were at flood stage. And the waters parted and piled up, and the people crossed over on dry land. And now, the same Jordan River, um, Elijah needs to get to the other side because God says, I'm picking you up over there, um, and I'm sending the bus. I mean, actually, the chariot. He didn't know exactly what God was talking about, how he was getting them home. But you need to get over there to where I'm picking you up. And so he takes his mantle, he smashes, hits the water with the mantle, and the waters part, and Elisha and Elijah walk over on dry land and now it's I mean this hasn't happened that often and now Elisha is coming back and he says where's the God of Elijah and he smokes the, the smacks the water with Elijah's mantle and the water opens up and he cries here let me read it for you so you get it verse 14 then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elisha? And when he had and when he also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. We have to understand, even though Elisha was given a double portion of Elijah's spirit, of the Holy Spirit, not everything was going to be easy. Just because you have Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit in your life doesn't mean that everything is going to be easy. They're going to close down school on you. And you're going to go, oh my word, now what am I going to do? I'm going to have my child home 24-7. Ah! Well, the good news is all of us with little children in the church have grandmas here. Send them to grandma's house. Let grandma go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Besides, grandmas love their, their I mean, they, they're, they're great. You know, you as a kid could get in trouble and get hollered at and get sent outside, but grandchildren, for some reason, they can't do anything wrong. I mean, come on. Uh, Bodie's got his grandma wrapped around his little finger. It's true. It's true. They're the best of friends. We are going to get through this time together. And, we, and, and what's greater is still is we have Jesus. Just because Elisha was given a double portion didn't mean he was not going to have any problems. He faced all the problems that Elijah did. Famine. Right? People dying. I mean, this is how bad it was for Elisha. Everything that Elijah did, Elisha had to do twice as much. So he had twice as many. He, he had not only raised one person, like a, he had to raise two people from the dead. I mean, he had all these things, and then he had to finish dealing with Ahab and Jezebel. Now think about that. <clears throat> But the Lord was with him. And for the believer, the Lord is with you too. And we need to approach life by 
faith. We need to approach life by faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in the, what he did for us on the cross. That it was a finished work and we could bank on it. Faith in his precious word. I challenged you in Sunday school to find verses. I started a verse for you. Timey went and found it and finished it for us. Then she went ahead and said, hey, I got another verse here that I love that it comes to this whole mess that we're going through right now as a nation and, 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 and what the world is going through. And she read that one. Let's put our faith in the Word of God. And then she said to her friends on Facebook, if you don't believe this verse, you're not a Christian. And, and so let's have that faith. Let's believe in the Word of God. He is going to see us through. He is our strong tower. The righteous shall run and run into it. Come on. He is our protection. He will get us through. He is our healer. Can you say amen? amen? He will sustain us. But most of the time, we chase after distractions. Come on. Look, look at verse. I had to include. I was going to skip over this and go on, you know, but I couldn't. Let's look at verse 15 through 18. Now when the sons of the prophets... See, Elijah ran a school of prophets. Remember that? If you remember your Sunday school days, um, the young man borrowed an axe, and the axe has... To, I'll have to preach that sometime, when iron floats. And, and uh, I'll have to preach that sermon again one day. I don't know if I've ever preached that here. And um, the school of prophets got together. They were going to build a new building. And Anyway, um, so these, these boys loved the president of their Bible college. Let's put it that way. And now he's gone. And so now when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Then they said to him, look down, there are 50 strong men with your servants. Please let them go and search for your master. Lest perhaps the Spirit of the Lord has taken him up and cast him on some mountain or into some valley. <laughs> and he said, You shall not send anyone. <laughs> go to the, let's go on, verse 17. But then, but when they had urged him until he was ashamed, does people ever do that to you? You already know the answer, but they're going to bug you until you get right. So they urged him until he was ashamed. Elisha says, send them. Therefore, they sent 50 men and they searched for three days, but did not find him. And when they came back to him, for he had stayed in Jericho, he said to them, did I not say to you, do not go? <clears throat> We do this so often. We chase after distractions, don't we? And, and Elisha told him, he's gone to heaven. God sent down the ferretary to fire. And he went up in a whirlwind. I saw this thing happen. It was awesome. Come on. Try to picture it. I mean, when you were kids in Sunday school, you were impressed. I mean, they usually have these pictures of the, the chariot of fire going up and what it looked like a tornado of fire, you know. And you got impressed. It's like, oh, that's cool. But we allow distractions to get to us all the time. 
My word, look, look how fast it can happen. You get a text in church. You silence your phone, all of a sudden your phone vibrates and you get a text in church. Oh no, what am I going to do? Distra- it's, look at it as a distraction. Look at it. Okay, it's an impossibility of overcoming my faith. Hey, listen to me. You parents who have kids in the public school in Minnesota, you now have an opportunity to help the other moms and dads to calm their spirits and tell them about Jesus and tell them that with Jesus, he's going to get you through this thing. You have an opportunity because you're a person of faith. Oh, you might be going, why did he do that to me? I got other things to do. But just know if you got a job, once the, once the spending bill is completely on the president's desk and he signs it, you will get paid leave to take care of your child or your mother or yourself because you had to take time off because of the virus. And they cannot fire you. Well, I'm already a stay-at-home mom. They can't fire me anyway. Well, good, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And just like that, everyone was homeschooled. <laughs> Come on, you gotta find the humor in these things. Tom Hanks goes to Australia to do a movie. He and Rita, and they go down there and they catch the virus. He's sixty-one years old. Number one, when did that happen? <laughs> right. But then somebody put a picture out of, of him out of the movie. Um, what was that? Past, castaway. And he's sitting there on the beach with his beard and his hair and, and his, uh, sitting in the rags. And, and, and the caption read, Tom Hanks in quarantine. You know, with the fire burning on the island. And, and, and then the rest of the caption goes, and isn't ironic that he's married to Wilson Rita, because his companion in Castaway was the, the volleyball named Wilson. And his wife's name is Rita Wilson. Irony. You see, we gotta have the, we got to find the humor and stuff. We can't stop going doom and gloom. Oh, my word. We, we're, we're studying about the Wormwood prophecy in Sunday school just to see, that, to motivate us to share the gospel with somebody. Listen, Wormwood doesn't hit the earth until midway through the Great Depression. Come on. And so it's three and a half years in, the rock comes and hits. Well, we believe in the rapture around here. We believe the rapture is going to happen before that ever happens. And Jesus is going to capture us up into heaven, and we're going to be praising God up there, and we won't be here for all the bad stuff. This is why we need to get motivated to tell people about Jesus Christ so they can go with us in the rapture too. Why leave our friends? Why leave our loved ones behind to suffer all the bad stuff that's going to happen during the tribulation? We have faith in Jesus Christ. Paul says when you see these things happening, comfort each other with what? The Word of God. Comfort each other. Tell each other it's going to be all right. Know that God has it in your life, your family, your children, in His hands and in His control. My Word, I have five children and four of them are on the west coast three of them are on the west coast thank you 
Three of them are on the West Coast. Three of them are in a state that's gone completely... They've closed the stores as of today. All stores are... So nobody can go hoard toilet paper. <laughs> they've closed the stores and the restaurants and everything in Oregon today, one of my kids told me. So, so, so listen... If anybody has anything to be worried about or griping about or being anxious about, it should be me, but I'm not. And every time that stupid fear wants to hit me, I go, thank you, Jesus, you're in control, you got it, you're handling it, and I don't have to let fear or anxiety get a hold of me. I can think on your word, I can think about you, I can think about what you can do, that you're more powerful than a little tiny virus, that you can take care of my children and watch over them. Where was I? As Elijah came to the city of Jericho, the city fathers met him and said, we have a problem. Verse 19. Then the men of the city said to Elijah, please notice the situation of this city is pleasant. As my Lord sees but the water is bad and the ground is barren. How are we going to react to our problem, our situation? Are we going to put our faith in Christ and the cross? A lot of times we just accept our problem as what it is. I'll just live with it. You know what? Most of the problems we have, we don't need to live with. We can, we can come in the name of Jesus against it. We can get together with a brother or sister in Christ and pray. That's why there's a call of prayer today across the nation for all as a national day of prayer for all believers to pray and believe that God will stop this virus that's why in the church of God we have called for a day of prayer to and, and for all of us to pray so that God will have his way because greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world Jesus is greater than that little bug greater is he that is in me greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, even if it's a tiny little virus. Come on. The men said everything looked pleasant on the outside. Everything looked pleasant on the outside. Do you sometimes feel like that? Everything looks pleasant about you on the outside. But we're not refreshed. And we're feeling barren. Come on. Sometimes, some, you know what? We need to run to the Lord and get refreshed by, by the Holy Spirit today. Our faith doesn't need to be barren. But our faith can produce life. Jesus came to give us life. And life more abundantly is what the Scripture says. So what did the Lord tell Elijah to do? Well, in verse 20 it says, And Elijah said to the city fathers, Bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. 
Now I'm going to quote Brother Swaggart so that we can move along a little quicker here. He writes, as he stood beside the well that led to the poison water, which was contaminating the ground, the Spirit of the Lord told him to request to the city fathers a new cruise. Now, uh, I'm going to explain. A cruise is just the bowl. It, it, it's a, well, that's the King James. That's how the King James puts it, a cruise. We used to know what a cruise was in this country, but we don't use that la language anymore. So we would say a water jar. NIV would say water jar. Our, our King, New King James says a bowl, but it's for holding water. Okay, you get that? Or wine or whatever. And uh, so he asked for a new one, though. Not an old one. I want a brand. The Holy Spirit's telling me I need a new one. Get it? He continues. Now this new cruise was a type of the incarnation of Christ. In other words, God becoming man. A cruise in those days was made of clay, just as Jesus would step down from his lofty position to take upon himself human flesh. Clay, right? We're made out of clay. We're just poor little mud men and women running around. The Spirit of the Lord specified that it had to be a new cruise. Jesus Christ was new, unlike any other human being who ever lived, but yet he was fully human. However, during this time, he never ceased to be God. He performed no miracles as God, but only as the man Christ Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit. Now let's talk about the salt that he asked for. Elijah asked the city fathers to put salt into the bowl. Fill it up! He said, Oh Lord, fill us up with your Holy Spirit this morning, I pray. So the, oh, hallelujah. Fill us with your hope. Fill us with your, with your peace, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now listen what this salt is a type of. This, the salt, the salt is a type of the incorruptible Word of God. The city fathers did as Elijah had asked. And Elisha then poured the salt. He applied the salt to the problem. He applied the salt. In, he poured the salt into the well. The word of the Lord is our source. Verse 21. Then he went out to the source of the water and cast the salt there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed this water. From it there shall be no more death or barrenness. Listen, listen, church. When the word of the Lord is applied to the problem, listen, when the word of the Lord is applied to the problem, the problem is solved. Those, those verses that Timey read apply this morning in Sunday school apply those verses to this situation and watch the problem be solved can you say amen when Elijah poured the salt into the poison water of the well the waters were healed refreshing came to those cool waters and the land was no longer barren Jesus Christ won your healing at the cross. And listen, healing goes hand in hand with the atonement. 
We need to start believing it. We need to start accepting it. You know the problem we've had in this country? We, we stopped preaching all the Word of God centered in the cross and all the things that come with the cross. The grace of God, the atonement, our healing, our forgiveness. <clears throat> Everything we need, Jesus provided to us at the cross. And He provided it here in the Word of God for us to read. Don't let fear, you gave me a mic that was dead. Don't let fear. <laughs> I don't know how much you folks missed at home. Put your faith in Christ Jesus and his word today. Do not let fear rule your life. Don't let your problems overwhelm you. I want you to look at what the word says. The waters were healed. There shall be no more death or barren land. That means that if you believe it, stand upon the promises, your situation, whatever it might be, is going to turn around, and it will be for the better. Oh, much, much better. Believe it. Take it. Receive it. It is yours. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, oh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. It is well with my soul. It it is well, it is well with my soul. Oh, sing those songs of faith. Let the, rehearse them. Rehearse those scriptures that you have learned. Trust in the Lord. He will take care of you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, there are so many who are fearful today and annoyed. <laughs> I know there's probably more people annoyed right now than fearful. Toilet paper have disappeared and things that have nothing to do with keeping people okay have disappeared from shelves and other things have been left behind. It's just weird, Lord. It's a weird time that we're in. And Lord, you speak of these times in the book of Revelation that's going to come to this world. Lord, as your church, as your, as your children, Lord, you're just showing us of things that are to come. These are just foreshadowing. But we thank you, Lord, because we believe in Jesus, because we have Jesus in our heart, and we have the Holy Spirit, Father, that you will keep us in your care. And, Lord, that you're going to rapture your church. And Lord, we're not, we're, it's not like we're believing in escapism. We're believing in your word, Lord. Because you have not meant for wrath to be poured out on your church. But Lord, you love us and you want to wrap us in your arms. So Lord, we thank you that you have us in your care. 
and you're going to meet our needs. And Lord, we just plead the blood of Jesus over every one of us in our church. Those who are here today, those who couldn't come today, we just plead the blood over everyone here. We ask you, Lord, to put a hedge of protection around each one in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that you died for us, Jesus. And that healing is in the atonement. And Lord, we are going to believe you. We're going to trust in you. We're going to hold on to you. And Lord, know that you're going to get us through this time as well. So Lord, I pray that just as you were that new bowl, Lord Jesus, that you will pour out the, the salt into our lives, the word of God into our lives, and you will bring healing. Oh, Lord, bring that refreshing that only the Word of God can bring to us, Lord. And Lord, let us be fruitful in Jesus' name. And at the same time, let us help, help us, Lord, to help others who are feeling aggravated, who are feeling fear, Lord, because of all that's been going along with this virus in this nation, Lord. That, Lord, we have hope for them. We have the answer for them. We have the peace that surpasses all understanding but lord they first must get jesus in their heart so lord help us to present that peace to them and help us not to lose our sense of humor lord through all this time but lord help us to turn to you the author and the finisher of our faith we praise you for this in jesus name hallelujah you're home today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the best answer to the coronavirus right now is to ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Just ask him to come into your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Savior, Lord. Give me your peace. And I think I right now stand on everything you did for me at the cross, that healing is found there. And Lord, I thank you for being coming into my heart, being my Savior. Lord Jesus, help me through this time and give me your peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, hallelujah. God is good. We're going to learn how to embed in our uh, podcast ways of getting people to let us know where they're at. Um, we're going to have to figure out how to put the website or our, our church's um, 